you hear it, Eagles fans? Just listen. You might still be able to hear the celebration that's going on in South Philly right now because the Philadelphia Eagles, the 8-1 Philadelphia Eagles, defeated the Dallas Cowboys 28-23. And while, yes, it's true that most area cardiologists brace for more appointments after the Eagles allowed 56 yards and penalties on the final drive, for the second consecutive season, the Eagles start the season with eight wins. Welcome to the Birds Nest Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for joining us. The Eagles' wins over the Dallas Cowboys just hit a little bit different for fans. And this one was special because for the first time since the 2005 to 2006 Indianapolis Colts, the Eagles started the season 8-1 and one for two consecutive seasons. These kinds of wins hit different because of how intense we take them as Eagles fans. So it's important to take a moment to enjoy the victory, to enjoy it whenever the Eagles are able to deal the Dallas Cowboys a loss. So regardless of how ugly it might have gotten, and boy did it get ugly, the Eagles did defeat the Dallas Cowboys. Take a moment. Let that sink in. All right, now let's jump into this game because, you know, that wasn't pretty. Many of the stat lines in this game did favor the Cowboys. 27 first downs to the Eagles 20. 406 offensive yards to the Eagles 292. I could go on. But it wound up actually coming down to two plays for the Cowboys as to why we're not singing a different tune. The first play was a fourth and goal pass from Dak Prescott to Luke Schoonmacher, and it was originally ruled a touchdown on the field. And it's very easy to see why the catch happened pretty much right at the goal line. However, the replay review took a look at the play again and realized that Schoonmacher's left knee was down before the ball crossed the goal line. It was a matter of inches. And that resulted in a turnover on downs because it was fourth and goal. The Cowboys had to get into the end zone and they could not. So the Eagles got the ball on the one yard line. And regardless of the three and out that ensued for the Eagles, that fourth down stop was big. The second play was following a Cowboys touchdown to make it a one touchdown game. The Cowboys tried to punch it in for two points to make it a one-score game. They would only need a field goal to tie it up. So Prescott simply tried to run it in after finding that the pass was not going to work. He had to roll out to his right, and he rolled and tried to get it into the end zone. And again, initially it was ruled a successful two-point conversion attempt. However, they went back to the replay, and they realized, oh, wait, Prescott stepped out of bounds with the ball about a half a yard shy of the goal line. So that made a big difference at the end of the game. And these kinds of stops, these kinds of forces of the Cowboys' hands really made a big difference. The Eagles' defense, when they needed to, they came up with the big stops. And that's huge because those two plays really gave the Eagles the game. 
because the Cowboys passing game was running roughshod all over the Eagles secondary all game. Dak Prescott, 29 for 44 on the day, 374 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. Dak Prescott still has yet to throw an interception in his last six starts at Lincoln Financial Field. C.D. Lamb, 11 catches, 191 receiving yards. Jake Ferguson, 7 catches, 91 yards, 1 touchdown. Jalen Tolbert, 3 catches, 49 yards. I could go on, but I knew what kind of game this was going to be for the Eagles defense when the Eagles allowed on 4th and 1 on the Cowboys' second drive of the game a 29-yard pass from Prescott to Lamb that put them at the Eagles' four-yard line. Now, fourth and one, I'm not saying you have to stop them there. Fourth and one, it's going to be very difficult for a defense. And yes, it would be ideal if the Eagles were able to get a stop, but it's going to be very difficult to stop an offense when the offense only needs to get one yard to extend the drive. So... What would be more reasonable to give up there would be a a short play, maybe a short run or maybe even a short pass. I would be okay. I wouldn't like it, but I would be okay with maybe like a short five-yard screen or something to that effect. What is flatly unacceptable is giving up almost 30 yards on that kind of a play because what that does is that gives the offense the life that it needs to be able to march down the field and to be able to try and score, and that's exactly what happened on the next play. And that's what kept the Cowboys in the game was the fact that the Eagles' passing defense really, really just did not do a good job, and the Dallas Cowboys had their way with this team. Now, fortunately, where the pass defense was lacking, the run defense was really good. The Eagles were able to shut the Cowboys' run game down significantly. They only allowed 73 rushing yards. Now, that's higher than the average rushing yards per game that the Eagles have allowed going into this game. Going into the game, they were at 65.5 rushing yards allowed per game, but it did render the run game ineffective, and that is huge because it allowed the Eagles to really try to focus on trying to shut down a passing game. The longest run was a 15-yard run by Tony Pollard, but no other running play crossed double digits. So... The Eagles' pass defense definitely has some work to do. Also on the list of things that the Eagles have to work on is special teams, and I don't like bringing special teams back up. Special teams is a weak point of last year, and the Eagles haven't really suffered a ton of bad special teams play this year. But the Eagles allowed not one, but two kickoff returns for more than 10 yards and in reality those kickoff returns went for more than 30 yards the first kickoff return was the kickoff return that set up the cowboys second drive of the game it was a 47 yard kickoff return and then the second one occurred a little bit later that was a 31 yard kickoff return those are unacceptable numbers from a team that is vying to go to the playoffs So the Eagles special teams has work to do as well. They need to be able to kind of shut that stuff down. And I get it, right? I get that 
sometimes the big special teams play is going to happen. But at the end of the day, the good teams are the ones that try to keep those to a minimum. For the Eagles offense, that was better, but there are definitely areas of improvement. Jalen Hurts, 17 for 23, 207 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Jalen Hurts was actually the better rated quarterback. Jalen Hurts' quarterback rating in this game was 130.2 compared to Dak Prescott's 115.2. So 15 points better, and that does make a little bit of a difference. Jalen Hurts also ran 10 times for 36 yards. Now, there was a moment when Jalen Hurts had to take some extra time to get up, and the Eagles actually had to call a timeout so that way Hurts could get back onto the field. Eagles fans in Lincoln Financial Field and certainly watching the game were certainly very scared when they saw Jalen Hurts taking that extra moment to get up, uh, but he was cheered back onto the field when he came back. And when you actually looked at the play, it was because somebody had fallen on his left knee. Now, we know that Jalen Hurts has been dealing with some kind of a knee thing over the course of the last several weeks. He's been very reticent to address it. Hurts was able to come back onto the field, and Hurts was asked after the game if he was able to sense the extra energy that seeing somebody like Jalen Hurts stepping onto the field following an injury the extra energy that something like that gives the offense, gives the entire team really seeing that happen. I don't like it being that way. I love to be um, all good and, you know, but, you know, as I said, man, um, I, I do anything for the city um, and, and for my teammates. And um, it, it takes what it takes, you know, and that's simply put whatever it takes. And uh, I'm just happy that um, we were able to get out this win and, uh, we show so much resilience. Now, whether he likes it or not, it does influence the team when the quarterback or any leader is able to persevere through an injury. Anytime that you see a quarterback playing through an injury or anytime you see any leader playing through an injury, it's going to give you a little bit of extra confidence, a little bit of extra oomph there to try to make sure that you're able to contribute to the team. Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, James Bradbury, and Darius Slay all got injured for the Eagles, and with the singular exception of Dallas Goddard, all of them came back into the game. In the run game, DeAndre Swift had 18 carries for 43 yards. He had two fumbles. The Eagles were fortunately able to recover them. Because of that, the Eagles actually had their first turnover-free game since the first Washington Commanders matchup some weeks ago. Kenny Gainwell had three carries for 22 yards and a touchdown. Rashad Penny suited up this game and had two carries for eight yards. In the receiving game, A.J. Brown did break his streak of 125-plus receiving yard games. He only amassed 66 yards on seven catches today, but he did get himself a touchdown. As did Devontae Smith. He had 51 yards on three catches. And the Eagles really were able to put together a, a decent game on offense that sometimes covered for the defense's inability to cover, to defend against the Cowboys' pass threat. So all of that is good, and all of that is evidence as to why the Eagles are able to hang on and able to win this game. But a lot of focus is going to be placed by Eagles fans, and rightly so, 
on the final drive of the game, the final Cowboys drive of the game, because that is something that should simply never happen. So I'm going to back up just a little bit to kind of set this up. The Eagles had gone up two scores earlier in the game, and they actually ran a total of nine offensive plays in the ensuing three drives. They were all three and outs. And yes, the Cowboys did score a touchdown during that stretch, but they were struggling. They had turned the ball over on downs twice in the three drives that kind of enveloped the Eagles' three three and outs at the end of the game. And especially on that last Eagles drive, which, again, followed a turnover on downs that gave the Eagles the ball on their own 29-yard line, the Eagles didn't need to drive down the field. They just needed to get a single first down. They just needed to get 10 yards. The Cowboys were out of timeouts at that point. That's all that needed to happen. And what happened? They couldn't. The Eagles' final drive of the game advanced just two yards, and much of the reason why it only got two yards was because DeAndre Swift collided with A.J. Brown in the offensive backfield on second down and fumbled the football. Thank God Tyler Steen was there to make the biggest play of his career so far by recovering that football. Otherwise, we're talking about a very, very, very different disaster where the Cowboys are recovering the football deep in Eagles territory, with some time left to play with. At the end of the day, if you're the Eagles offense, you need to go back to the drawing board, look at the situational football, and try to figure out how you're going to game plan better for that kind of a situation. Because going back to week two, the Eagles were able to drain nine minutes off of the clock and keep the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from scoring again in the game. No matter, because... In a normal situation, you punt the ball away, Cowboys get the ball back, 46 seconds, no timeouts, they have to score a touchdown. That's a tall order, and made no easier by the fact that they got the ball back on the 14-yard line of the Dallas Cowboys. So that was an 86-yard drive that they needed to put together to be able to take the lead and win the game. But the Eagles simply could not help but make it easier for them. First, James Bradbury commits an egregious pass interference penalty that costs the Eagles 36 yards and puts the ball at midfield. Otherwise, it's an incomplete pass there. Then, Hassan Reddick hits Dak Prescott late, and that adds 15 yards to a 10-yard catch by Jake Ferguson. So now the Cowboys are at the Eagles' 25. Then, C.D. Lamb picks up 11 yards. Because, again, C.D. Lamb has been running all over the Eagles all game. Then the Eagles and the Cowboys trade five-yard penalties with the Cowboys at the Eagles' 11-yard line. The Eagles, through Jalen Carter, commit an encroachment penalty that gives the Cowboys first and five from the Eagles' six-yard line. And then the Cowboys give those yards right back to the Eagles through a false start penalty on their offensive lineman, Tyler Smith. Then. With a tremendous degree of gratitude from Eagles fans everywhere, Josh Sweat forces a sack. It's the biggest sack of the five sacks that Dak Prescott endured on the game. And that set the Cowboys back to third and 21, and it would become third and 26 after a delay of game. Nick Sirianni actually spoke about that Sweat sack 
in his post-game press conference. Man, it was huge, but man, he got to get, like, he started to celebrate. Like, good thing his celebration's quick. Like, man, I'm like, get back out there. You know, I think a couple weeks ago, just to, you know, we don't mess around as far as situational football. A couple weeks ago, Notre Dame had a play where their guys were celebrating like that, and, and Coach Freeman had to call a timeout. And obviously, we didn't have any timeouts there, so I'm trying to get them back. But huge play, huge, huge play, and that's what you expect. That's what that's what good that's what really good players do in in, in crunch, um, in crunch moments uh, is make plays like that. And he made an enormous play in a huge moment because right, the clock ticks. The they're third and twenty one now, and, and Josh Sweat just continues to have a a, a really impressive year. Um, you know, and those two guys feed off each other, Josh and, and Hassan, because it's hard to take one away. If you, if you pay attention too much to one, the other guy makes a play. And so, um, man, I couldn't think about anybody. I wouldn't want anyone else rushing, our pa- rushing the passer besides the guys that we have. And, man, they, they, played, they played big in some big moments today. Now, the only part of that final drive that didn't need work was the sack that was delivered by Josh Sweat as well as the final play of the game, which was actually, at the end of the day, was the only turnover of the game. It was a fumble that was recovered by Reed Blankenship. Didn't matter at the end of the day. The clock was at zero, so it was more for the stat board than anything else. But it was a drive that opened up with shoddy, undisciplined gameplay. But in true Philadelphia sports fashion, And as we've seen with the Eagles earlier this season, as we've seen in other sports in the Philadelphia area, the Phillies, when the Eagles needed a play, they delivered. And they delivered in a big way. And the Eagles were able to pull out an ugly win. But it was still a win, and the Eagles are 8-1. And I think we need to, again, take a moment to appreciate that. That is the first time in more than a decade that any team has been able to start consecutive seasons 8-1, and one, which, again, you have to go back to the 05 to 06 Indianapolis Colts to see that happen. What's next for this team? We are in the gauntlet. We are in the gauntlet officially. The Eagles, tough string of games coming up for them. They are facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football. It is a Super Bowl rematch for them then the Buffalo Bills, then the San Francisco 49ers, and then the Cowboys again. The Eagles haven't swept the Cowboys in a season since 2011. It'd sure be nice for them to do so this season, but we got a bunch of football to get through before we can start talking about whether or not that's even feasible. But before any of that, the Eagles are due for some rest, so they do have the bye week during Week 10 next week, and Jalen Hurts in particular is looking forward to the bye. Selfishly, I don't think the bye week could have come at a better time. So, so Eagles fans, yeah, there are places to improve. There are huge places to improve, especially as you look at this game. But you know what? The Eagles are 8-1, and one, and they just beat the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys probably needed this win a little bit more than the Eagles did. They needed this win to prove to themselves that they were a good team, but they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it from the Eagles who are definitely one of the better teams in the league right now. Certainly have the best record. Definitely ranked very highly 
in terms of key statistics. This Eagles team doesn't suck. Dallas, on the other hand, well, Dallas sucks. So as always, let me know what you think in the comments below. What got you excited about today's win? What do you think needs improvement? Let me know. And thank you so much to everybody for tuning into the Bird's Nest podcast. You can support the Bird's Nest podcast by liking and subscribing to Bird's Nest Media right here on YouTube or by sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. Please visit birdsnestmedia.com for additional Eagles coverage. And if you feel so inclined to support this endeavor in a different way, you can check out the link to our Patreon either in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And let's go, Eagles.